Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to come before you Lord, to share. I hope you are hearing me. Right. Just a minute. Father God, once again, we praise you and we thank you for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your servant. And also thank you for each and every one of us. Lord, give us attentive here to hear your word. Help us to receive your word as you want us to be. In all things, let your name alone be glorified. In the mighty name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we offer this prayer. Amen. As we are heard today, the promise of the week, Genesis 22:18. Our meditation today also from chapter Genesis chapter 22 from 1 to 18. I titled this message, The Basics of True Worship. The Basics of True Worship. From 1 to 18, when we come to know, we know very well. In the whole Bible, the word worship, first time mentioned in the Bible is, Verse 5 of chapter 22. What he says, He said to his servant Abraham, Stay here with the donkey, while I and the boy go over there, we will worship, underline the worship, and then we will come back to you. So Abraham worshipped God. And today, let us see how he worship and what we learn from him. Chapter, verse 1 says, chapter 22, verse 1, Now, it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he replied, he said, here I am. So what do we know from here? God tests his people. Abraham, he has many names. One of the names is, he is a friend of God. See the confirmation, how God confirms it. The first worship song of today is, he is a friend of God. And uh, there are many, many ways and many things I can list out how God, the Spirit of God, consumes us. One of the things is, being a first week of this month, I have prepared the message three weeks before about the blessings of the blood of Jesus. Blessings of the blood of Jesus. Last week, when we heard, I am shocked. So everything is mentioned there. 
when I look, my message, there are only few things were left over. What I'm going to present. So I have to change my message for today's as I'm going to share with you today. So like that, many more. Even yesterday, intercessory prayer, when we heard about Paul is preaching in Athens, and he was saying, when he come across, he has seen so many objects over there. He was telling verse 23 to Agaripas, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious, for as I was passing through and considering the object of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription. Chapter 17, verse 23. Acts to the unknown card. So, so that means they are worshipping the unknown card and we know whom we worship. That is the difference. Here, see here, God tests his people. God called Abraham when he was 75 and gave him a son when he became 100. In Genesis 22, Abraham is probably in a very happy situation. The promise that God gave him years ago has been fulfilled. The problem creator in the family, Ismail and Hagar, has been sent away. Abraham is rich and almost settled over there. Now the Bible says, God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham. God tests us in our blessings. When we are abundant in our blessing or we feel that if we are completed, that time, even any time, God can test us. That's what here. When all our prayers are answered and when we feel everything is going to great, God tests his people to know if we truly love him and trust him. In Deuteronomy 8 2, God tests us in our trials also. When you are good, he will, try, he will test you. When you are in trials also, God can test you. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse, verse 2 says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. So what we learn, we should expect test from God, he tests to test our faith and our trust in him at any time, whether you are in good, whether you are in a bad situation. If some of you thinks that it is a, not a good situation, God can test you. And if you think that you have everything, God can test us. Yes. Now let us look into some aspects of Abraham's worship with our worship. What is Abraham's worship and what is our worship is? I have chosen, number one, 
there are seven. Number one is Revelation. Genesis chapter 22 verse 2. What he says, Then he said, God said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. What we know, God gives a very specific guidelines to him. He guides when he tests us and he also guides us. What was this is the revelation. God speaks, God called him, he heard and he responded, here I am. Then he gave the instruction. Most of us, first of all, we have a problem of hearing from God. God reveals himself to us. When God speaks by the Holy Spirit, he will reveal himself, his purpose, his ways in our life. So in the same way, to Abraham, when God spoke, and reveal himself to him, he said that a clear instruction to and guide him to give is an offer is see the specification. Your son, number one, your only son Isaac, secondly, thirdly, whom you love, fourthly, and go to the land Moriah, and this goes on, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. See the clear-cut instruction is given to him. Abraham's life, life begins with God revealing himself to him and speaking to him throughout his life. True worship is what you want to know. True worship is based on the revelation of God. Worship is not based on my likes or dislikes. It is not your likes or your dislikes. It is not based on our personal preferences or our priorities. Let us remember all these things. It is not of our personal preferences. It are or about our priorities. It is based on solely on God's revelation of himself as it is found in the scriptures. Because true worship is not based on my likes or dislikes. True worship is based on the Bible. The only question that needs to be asked of our means of worship is are they biblical? The music must be biblical. Yes, very true. The sermon must be biblical. No doubt about it. The prayers must be biblical. Yes, excellent. 
but we must make sure the God we worship is the God of the Bible and not of God of our own making. What does it mean? Jesus said to the Samaritan woman in John 4.24 that God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Must worship in spirit in truth. John 3.6 says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We are, we are all born in spirit. How it is? Romans 10, 1-2 says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to the knowledge. We are those who are born again, accepted Jesus Christ. They have the Spirit of God in us. That is we. And, though, and also, what is the truth? We should always have the knowledge about our God, whom we worship. So that's what worshiping in truth is, that we worship based on the word of God. This includes the truth about knowing God or knowing our Lord Jesus Christ himself, who is the truth. And also further, to have him, not only to know him, to have him, that is spirit. Knowing him, in short, knowing him is the truth. Having him is the spirit. So we should worship God with the knowledge and also in spirit. God can demand whatever he wants from us at any time. So worshiping is first thing, the first basic element or element is revelation. God will reveal himself. And without the revelation of God, it is not the true worship. Secondly, the preparation. Verse 3. What he says? Verse 3 says, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offerings, and arose, went in the place which God had told him. So just imagine the situation. God spoke to him. When did he spoke? So when he spoke to him, what did he say? Now you go. The second word, now. Your son, you are only, take now, take now. Verse second, what to, take now your son. So immediately, that should be in the night. So he prepared immediately, early in the morning, he stood up and prepared himself. The preparation is listed out over there. 
what was the preparation and he prepared to go and to obey and sacrifice or worship God there. So here, rose early in the morning, said on the donkey, it goes on. So the revelation that Abraham received from God was hard to hear. But Abraham made preparations to obey immediately. Just like Abraham, we need to make the appropriate preparation in order to worship God. Today is our worship day. We always expect. So this is what God expects us. The preparation. If we have not prepared our hearts to worship God, we will not be able to worship even if the worship service is biblical. Secondly, the we prepared for work. We prepared for our worship. Do we, uh, just a question, as we are prepared for our work, do we prepare for worship? When we think about it, we spend time for preparing for almost everything in our life. We spend time for preparing for vacations, preparing for school, preparing for exams, preparing for meals, and even we will take for everything, prepare for our bed. But very few of us take time to prepare ourselves for worship. Abraham prepared to worship God by being obedient to the revelation of God. Part of preparing to worship is to eliminate everything that distracts you. If there is anything you feel that distracting you, please remove it. So proper dressing. Bible, if, suppose if you are coming for worship, your proper dressing, your Bible, your pen, your notebook, and you can come and uh, as you prepare your room and it is a time of worship, in, it, if it is necessary, you can shut your doors also. That also a part of the preparation. So even prepare to offer, bring your offerings as well. Psalm 96 verse 8 says, 96 8, Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come into his court. Bring your offering. That is a part of our preparation. So for the people, the members of Bread of Life, those who are living in Muscat, to them, I am telling this. Deuteronomy 16b and 17, what he says, they shall, what Moses said, they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Note, one thing we are missing now. Abraham had a three days journey to offer and worship God. How far the church 
are betel to us. How long it will take for you? Just a small thought. I'm not forced, but it's a thought or a part of the preparation of worship. If we have a services in church, imagine, look behind six months before as it was. Do we, you prepare and come to the Lord and prepare to worship God, come to church? How many hours before? How long it takes? For example, now, six months or three months almost we have not taken an offering. But we have made a provision. How many of us seriously take that and understood giving an offering is a part of worship? And take your time, spend your time, come to offer and go. So it may not suffer an example. If you are far from here, your offering is one real. And you spend one real petrol. And you spend half an hour. And come and put your offering here and go back. If you consider that as a as an worthy and a meaningful worship, God consider each and everything. Your time and your money, your petrol, what you are spending for your car, and what you are going to offer. Everything will be counted and known, and that will be you will be rewarded. According to your faith, according to you honoring God and how you prepare to worship God. Giving an offering is also a part of worship. Here, what is the offer Abraham prepared? God is not asking us. So, I don't want to stay here more. God expects us. To obey him when he commands us to do anything. That's what we heard even from the promise as it was exalted to us. Just think about it. Do we worship God meaningfully? With the revelation of God, how much alpha we prepare? One thing, one minute I will take. See, so many things are missing in your online worship. Even it is a fellowship. We don't see your faces. Most of you are not opening your cameras. It is so sad. Recently, I attended one of the online meeting. 639 people are attended. More than 500 people I have seen. But here, we have today 156 units. At least 100 people we should see. If you don't show yourself visibly in TV or in your, in your mobiles or in the windows, how far you prepare yourself for the worship? Let me see how many of you are here. Open, how many of you open your windows? 25? Another 25? Not complete. Not even 75. Not even 75. See? We have a provision of 100. When we wanted to keep 100, we wanted to keep 
500, we said, I said, not necessary. First comes, first serve. Those who are opening first, they will be considered first. So on that basis, I told them limit is 200. Even not even, we have 50 to 75. So you just imagine what kind of worship we have, what kind of fellowship we have. Really, it is heartbreaking, I can say. And this is worship and it is a fellowship. So prepare yourself to worship God. Revelation is number one, preparation is number two. Move on to third. Separation, verse four and five. What has happened? Let me go fast. Four and five. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey the lad and I will go yonder and worship and we will come back to you. What did he say? Stay here, me and my son, we will just go there and we will worship God and we will come back. That was the message given to them. Why? That is an hindrance he felt to receive God's blessing. So he should not, they should not come and stop him anymore. He don't like it. So that is why he kept them aside, the separation. Separate whatever comes against us. You have to keep aside. Whatever, however close they are, and love you, you love that, keep aside. When we come to worship God, Spiritually, you have to separate and you should be all alone. So that's why he said, at a certain point of the journey, that's what he says. It is very possible that they would have interfered when they realized that he was going to sacrifice his son and Abraham was not about to allow anything to distract him from worshiping. So we need to separate ourselves from anything that will draw our attention away from God. I'm not even talking about a sinful thing. I'm talking about your natural and the normal things of life. Things like work, family, finances can also distract us from worship of God. That's why we say, Empty your mind and come. Let your mind, don't think about the past. What? Don't think about your situation. When you come to worship, come with an expectant heart, open heart, so that you will receive God's blessing. So these are all the things that we can simply eliminate from our lives. But we do need to put them out of our mind so that we can be free to focus on God. We need to start getting ready for today's or Friday morning worship. As we announced, Thursday night, we used to have Thursday evening, 
the preparation day for Friday. And what we pray is preparation and the blessings for the us and also those who are coming, unable to come. So the blessing means every part of that is the focus. Yesterday, in fact, according to our schedule, we pray for the nations. That is our routine. And also we pray for every one of us. That is the preparation day. How many of us? See, when you are working, you could not be able to attend it. And yesterday was the holiday. And you are, it is also online. How many of you heard about or think about you should attend the prayer? You are not going to lose. You are not moving. You are not going to travel. You are not going to drive. What you would have simply said, did it. Simply rested. That's it. Is that anything hard for you to attend the, attend the intercessory prayer? Nothing prevents you. What did you say? You have to specialize in everything. In everything you should say how you are special. Suppose if you come, if you attend the service, if you attend the service, you might think that, oh, all these days I'm not there. If I go there, what they will think? They will not think anything. It is God who sees your heart and reward you accordingly. Nobody will think. Nobody will stop you. Why did you attend? All these days you are not there. Why you come here? No. Even if you come to the church, also no one to push you away. If it is online, if it is all, if you are interested, you could ask someone to what is the link and you could have simply joined. Nobody will ask you to preach on that day. Everybody ask you to pray on this day. Just you join and you have become a one. You identify yourself one among the members, the group, and you are praying together, uniting our faith, praying for the nation. In fact, it is an opportunity for us to take part in that intercessory prayer. So God is the rewarder of your faith. How and what intention and what desire you attend the prayer. So simply to conclude, the preparation is necessary and also you separate from the world and we need to keep ourselves away from the, the things which are hindering and we are here, we are expected to prepare and separate, sorry, separate. Suppose, just one question, suppose if we shift our worship time to 6 o'clock early morning, honestly I am asking you, how many of you will attend the church service? Six o'clock. Early morning, six o'clock. By 12 o'clock, see, that's what I, preparation, the sense, uh, I, what I said was, uh, evening you prepare, go to bed early, and get up early in the morning, prepare yourself before 12 o'clock, prepare for the service. But suppose if it is six o'clock, how many of you will ready to attend the service? In the early days, for all your information, let me say it. In the early days of the church started, 
on the same day friday 11:30 service 6 to 8 was the bible study 5:30 we should be there at the home 6 to 8 we will have a bible study then have a fellowship go back to our home and get ready and come back to the fellowship by 11:30 that much was there that was the foundation of the church that time or that way of foundation laid that those years that keeps the church till today unique strong firm and stable otherwise we will not be here today so dear brethren remember how is our worship worship should be with a revelation preparation separation fourthly dedication 6 to 10 the dedication abraham i'm not going to read the scripture i leave it with you just keep open your bible 6 to 10 abraham dedicated his son isaac to god it was not like he had a 12 sons Isaac was his only son God said Isaac was the son God had promised to him years earlier Isaac was the son that was to carry on the family line and grow into a great nation Abraham also dedicated himself completely to God as Abraham stood holding the knife above his head ready to punch it into his son he was completely dead to himself he had dedicated all he was and all he had to god the complete in the sense means complete there is nothing he might have thought that he is Isaac is his life. Isaac is the generation, the future generation, source of the future generation. But in all these things, see the dedication. How? What kind of dedication here he made as a part of worship? So the true worship is always costly. It is not like casual. as some of us come to worship true worship is costly it is not casual if you wish you can come if it is everything is convenient you can come you can come on your convenient time and the convenient way no true worship is always costly it requires us to give up our best for god's best too often christians are just like going through the motions of singing songs this too is missing in our online worship when we think of even worshiping car in the online not all of us could be able to do it that is another thing i am not for that just i remind you and keep it in your mind how and what 
we are missing. And taking notes is cheap, but dedication to the worship is costly. God wants us to be totally dedicated to him. How? Romans 12.1 I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. English Standard Worship, which is your spiritual worship. So here, what is expected? To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Ask this question, is your worship the way of worship, the pattern of worship, the way the time you spend and uh, the, the way you come in the sense, not only the physical and also the spiritual. Is it acceptable? Do you think that it is acceptable to God? If it is not dedicated, I don't think it is acceptable. It has to be dedicated to the Lord fully. So we need completely surrender ourselves when we come to worship our God. Fifthly, verses 11 and 12, restoration. Restoration. We have looked at the various elements of true worship. And so let us now examine the results of, or the benefit of the true worship. If you do so, like, all four, what we have said, what are they? First of all, revelation, preparation, separation, and dedication. Now, the restoration. We see that Isaac was restored to his father. That is the benefit of true worship. The results of true worship. The restoration, whatever you give, God will multiply it. If you don't ask me if you give your heart, God will give you multiple of heart. No. If you come in broken heart, God will give you a peaceful heart. That is the blessing restoration. Come with a broken heart, no problem. God will heal you and fill you with his peace if we are dedicated. So now, Isaac was restored to his father. And I believe that as a result of this, Abraham's spirit was restored as well. Abraham was willing to part with his son. But this dramatic intervention by God renewed his faith. That is what the true worship does. For us, our faith will be renewed when we come with the true worship. Bible says, Isaiah 40, 31, they are familiar verse. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run 
and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So renewing of our strength, our mind, renewing of our soul, or restoration of our souls will be possible only when we have your dedication or worship. Whatever we give. Worship means, another meaning you know, give. That is what Abraham brought all the way from there and traveled to three days and offered God. So we know well the meaning of worship is giving to the Lord. What God is asking is known to you. Sixthly, verse 13 and 14, proclamation. Verse 13 to 14 is about the proclamation. That is the another element of our basic thing of the worship. What we proclaim? Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. Jagawa Jaira which is our, one of the name of God, every Christian remember by heart, and even in the midnight we will ask, we know that. That is Jagawa Jaira. No other name we do not know, we know. By doing so, he was proclaiming the nature of God work. That's what we understand. It is he, Abraham, who proclaimed that place as God will provide, the Lord will provide. So he was declaring who God is and what God does. Who God is and what God does. That is what time and again we keep on emphasizing, encouraging, Week after week, what is worship? No God more. No God more. Know about yourself. So here, what is praise and worship? Praise is proclaiming what God has done. Praise is proclaiming what God has done. Worship is proclaiming who God is. Who God is. You can add to you. What is worship? Who God is to you. If we have the knowledge and the experience, it is easy. What is praise? What is worship? Praise is proclaiming what God has done. Worship is proclaiming who God is in your life. When God was, the last time you told something, someone, and what God has done for you. We all like to share good news. So why don't we share the good news? I used to tell the disciples training students that Know more about God through your own experiences and learn many names of God that will lead you or help you to worship God easily. Simply, we are, as we are studying about the names of Christ, I encourage to know and memorize more than that, 
have desire to experience all the names in your life so that it will become easy for you to worship so dear children of god even today i encourage you learn to know more about god the revelation of god that will help you to worship you make your worship easier sometimes you may feel hard when we worship in the church when all or or some or, or someone besides you is worshiping god without knowing what's happening that is free worship forgetting about himself or herself but you stood still and like a pillar and we know you know nothing means you that is you feel very much embraced and that time so i don't want to talk more about it but i can encourage part of the worship the basic of worship is proclamation abraham proclaimed that day that place that god provide the lord will provide jagawa chaira in the same way when you worship you too can expect to proclaim good news about goodness of god if that will be your portion of in your life seventhly and finally confirmation 15 and 18 what is the confirmation god confirm his covenant with abraham god confirmed his covenant with abraham abraham when he called even the yeah, let me when god declared that he would bless abraham because abraham had worshiped him we find here the principle that worship result in the blessings of the worshiper sometimes if god's blessing seems absent from your life perhaps it is due to an absence of true worship in your life i'm sorry to say that but it is possible that's why i said perhaps it is due to an absence of true worship in your life and as we have heard from our pastor verse 22 18 in your word in sorry in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice obedience leads to blessing the confirmation is god confirmed his covenant with abraham in this scripture so whatever we do as as we have seen seven elements or a basics of worship number 1 revelation verse 2 number 2 preparation verse 3 number 3 separation 4 and 5 number 4 dedication 6 to 10 number 5 restoration 11 to 12 number 6 proclamation 13 to 
Number seven, confirmation, 15 to 18. As a conclusion, again, yes, I won. Conclusion verse 19. Let us move. The purpose of the worship is to honor God. That is, true worship is all about. It is not only about the performance or a speech or a sermon. It is not about pleasing you or me. Please understand that. It is all about pleasing God and expressing our appreciation and love to our Lord and our Savior by obedience. Once again, I repeat it to you. It is not about pleasing you or me. It is about pleasing God and expressing our appreciation and love to our Lord and our Savior by obedience. Verse 19 tells us that Abraham, after Abraham had this beautiful worship experience on the mountain top, he walked off the mountain and returned, the Bible says, and he returned home to Beersheba, the native place. The true worship is not how the worship on Fridays, but what we take away and return home. Abraham returned from Mount Moriah after the wonderful, beautiful worship and returned to home by restored, restoring his life and got back. What is the great gift what he had is his son. And rejoicingly he there. So in the same way, worshiping God week after week on every Friday is not, should not be ritual. It is not of the sermon what we are here. It is not the people how much we are. And more than all, it is, is our worship, the, our participation in that worship is pleasing God and expressing our appreciation to love God and the Lord by our obedience. Then, more than all, what we take away returning home. Today, I do not know, Pastor will conclude that. And I thank God for the privilege what God has given. I hope and uh, we are all blessed. I leave it to the pastor now. Thank you, Pastor.